You're listening to the Habitology Podcast with Melanie White. And today I want to talk to you about a fear versus a faith-based business. And more specifically, what I mean by that is to ask the question about whether you're running your business from a position of fear and lack versus a position of faith where you're totally backing yourself and trusting yourself, feeling confident. And this is such an important conversation to have because if you're operating your business from a place of fear, it can really hurt your business and your business might not even get off the ground. But if you can flip that and operate from a position of faith and belief in yourself and trust that you'll succeed with that sense of optimism and hope, then it's a totally different ballgame. And I want to talk to you about the difference between those two and flipping the switch today. If you're a new coach, if you've just graduated with your qualification and or if you're just getting ready to start your own business or practice, it's a really exciting time. You're probably full of ideas and you have so much opportunity ahead of you. You have so much enthusiasm about making a difference in the world. I know I did it first when I started my coaching business. But for a lot of people, that honeymoon period kind of fades away. And then there's this challenge in terms of your self-confidence, your self-worth and your self-value. Imposter syndrome is incredibly common. And that's really why I want to talk to you today about the impact of starting your coaching business from that place of fear versus a more positive and optimistic and confident outlook. And I want to give you some practical tips and tools that can help you to come from a more positive place so that you can build your coaching business easily, more quickly, and be more successful. Just so that you know exactly what we're talking about, let's start by talking about what a fear-based business actually looks like. So you can see if this is where you are right now or recognize that you're shifting out of that space or have left that behind. I want to talk specifically about having this fear-based mindset and the impact on your ability as a coach and on your business. So from a business perspective, coming from a place of fear reduces your ability to make money. It reduces your ability to attract clients and it reduces your ability to get ahead it puts obstacles on the path ahead of you. And a fear-based mentality is a bit like a circular reference. It might start with imposter syndrome. You might be asking yourself questions like, well, who am I to coach? I've never run a business before. How am I ever going to succeed? And you might be comparing yourself to other people who have spent 10 years of blood, sweat and tears to build their business to where it is today. You as the beginner comparing yourself with someone 10 years ahead of you. We don't think of that in the moment, right? But that's actually what's happening. But if you're doing that, the result is that you will feel like you won't get things right or you'll fail or maybe you won't be able to find enough clients or you won't be good enough. And that puts you into a repeating cycle, this circular reference I mentioned just now, where you're not taking action, where you're worrying about the action that you do take. Will it work? Is it good enough? And in doing that and being stuck in that loop, you're giving your brain the proof that it needs that you're not good enough. 
And on top of this thought process that you may be having, there's a confounding factor in the cycle that I wanted to alert you to today. Here's my pro tip. If you start working with practice or paid clients who are ready, willing and able to change, and they're even desperate to change, then the chances are that they will love coaching with you and they'll get great results. What actually happens is a lot of coaches starting out and who have this fear-based mentality want to coach anybody with a pulse and they get their friends and family who go, ah, oh, yeah, I'll help you out or I don't really have anything I need to change but I'm willing to be a practice client. What kind of an outcome do you think they're going to get? They're in that contemplation stage of change or even earlier. And if your first clients aren't ready, willing and able to change, they may be resistant, ambivalent, disinterested, not focused on the work that they need to do and uncommitted. And simply by choosing the wrong type of client, the kicker is that you're going to feel like the failure as a coach, but it's actually not you. It's just that you've picked the wrong person who isn't ready for change. So see how this fear-based, I need to get any clients I can, I need to practice with anyone mentality is hurting your self-value and your self-efficacy and your business. The fear-based approach sets you up to start looking for and finding evidence that you're going to fail. In other words, if you focus on your fear of failure, then all you will see and find is the evidence that it's true. How does this kind of mindset affect your ability to start marketing your business? What happens to your ability to proactively go out and meet new people and to talk about what you're doing with confidence or to become a specialist or to choose a niche? How does that happen when your head's full of all that negative stuff and self-talk? I know that when I started my own coaching business, even though I'd been incredibly successful in other businesses, one of which was a global acquisition, I came into my coaching business with this same fear-based mindset. I was asking myself questions like, where will I find clients? How will I get started? What if they don't get very good results? What if I can't make a living out of this? What if I'm no good at it? How would I ever know? And what happened is that I started to get more and more agitated and wound up about not succeeding and I started to doubt myself and I felt threatened and judged by everyone around me who knew what I was trying to do. Does that sound familiar? I felt disheartened. And for the most part, what was really going on for me was that I hadn't committed to a specific enough niche. I was trying to promote myself as a health and wellness coach doing 12-week wellbeing programs. People didn't get it. They didn't understand my messaging or who I was or what I did. And I wasn't going to the right places to find clients. I was just kind of randomly asking people questions. And then I wasn't able to find the people that I really wanted to work with. If this sounds like you, then stick with me because now I'm going to talk about flipping the switch and what happens when you flip the switch so that you can have more faith in yourself have a more positive attitude to your business, start attracting clients more easily and become a better coach more quickly and make more money. Let's talk about first flipping the switch. 
my turning point that allowed me to flip the switch was that I did research into the need in my local community. I'd moved here from Perth and I knew nobody and I'd done this research. But, you know, it's funny when I started my coaching business, I kind of forgot about the research I'd done and I just focused on this well-being program that didn't really mean anything and didn't talk to any pain points. But I had already done this great research to into what my community needed help with. Remember also that saying, wow, there's a need here. A lot of people need weight loss or a lot of people want fitness or whatever. Lots of people need help, but not many are ready, willing and able to seek and to pay for getting help. So I had kind of a a niche in mind of weight loss, but then I had to find the people who are motivated to change and were willing to pay to get my help. Somebody with no track record in this area, in this geographic area and in this profession. I had no track record. I was a blank slate and I had to go and find those people who would take a chance on me. And it was a bit scary. But as soon as I did it, everything changed. And this is a story I've seen and heard time and time again with other coaches who are now successful. As soon as they committed to one thing that they knew people were willing to pay for, everything changed. They also, there's a caveat on that, they also had to be totally engaged with that niche and that work. You can't connect to a relationship business that you don't love and expect to be successful in that. Because if you don't love it and you don't like the work you're doing and you don't like the people you're working with, it's not going to last very long. But if you do find that thing that you are really interested in and that people want to pay for, that particular niche area, you'll find that you're creating an upward spiral in your thinking and acting. You'll be acting and thinking more positively. And that's how it can play out for you when you find those right people and that right subject. So my second pro tip for this episode is for you to create a little roadmap of how to beat imposter syndrome and get started. And this is my version of the the roadmap. I'm going to just talk you through it and maybe you'd like to make some notes or come up with your own version. Firstly, find some practice clients to work with who really want to change and they're ready to change. Remember I said earlier, if you find people that are just doing you a favor, they're probably not going to be very good clients and they won't get results and you'll be questioning yourself. So find people who really do want to change and are ready. Then invite them to be part of a pilot program. So they don't have to do it, but it's an optional thing. And what it is, is a safe, confidential environment for you to be imperfect, for them not to expect the world where you can get their honest feedback on working with you without too many expectations from either party up front. So that could be a one-to-one program where you take people through a series of sessions to solve a problem, or it could be a group. Totally up to you. A program is a series of sessions glued together to create a result. So it can be one-to-one or group. So this is a test version of that. And what I would recommend is that you be vulnerable with the person. 
Don't show up and pretend that you're the perfect experienced business person. Be vulnerable and let them know that it's a test for both of you because vulnerability builds trust. Let them know that their opinion and feedback will really help you to help others in exactly the right way. They're going to help you to polish it and make it special and valuable to others. So if you get that combination right, the right people and the test environment, then invariably your first pilot clients will stick with the entire program and they'll finish it. They'll do all eight weeks or all 10 weeks or whatever it is. And then they'll more likely succeed and get a result that they want. And then because they've gotten a result, because they loved working with you, because they were ready, willing and able to change, they'll be excited and they'll refer other people to you. Now imagine how you would feel having coached a handful of people who really wanted to change and then they were able to succeed and they felt and looked amazing. What would your mind be telling you in that situation? Would it be telling you that you were a failure or that you weren't any good or your results weren't worth the money or anything like that? Of course not. And that's the whole point. Once you start working with the right people and getting some initial results and focusing on them rather than on your fears and inadequacies, then it's a totally different region of your brain lighting up. It's the region associated with positive emotions, optimism and hope. So rather than trying to sell a business that you've never done before, get no or few clients who are half-hearted and only partly interested, focus on just finding a couple of people who are really engaged with the process of change and get them to help you test what you're doing. So that's how you make that switch out of being in a fear-based position into being in a faith-based position. And here's what a faith-based business looks like. For me, when I started my coaching business, as soon as I got those clients that were successful initially in my pilot program, I started wondering where could I find more of those people? How could I share those wonderful results? And how could I help those people that I'd worked with to continue to succeed? I was thinking more positively. I was asking, how can I, not why can't I? It totally flipped things in my mind. Those initial results that my first successful clients got shifted the language in my head. And instead of focusing on me and my own supposed shortcomings, I started to focus on the possibilities of change in my business and pretty soon my language was very different. I had the confidence that what I was doing was working. I felt good about myself and my craft and the people that I was working with and I started to look for more opportunities, more people like them, more people that needed and wanted help, needed and wanted help and would pay for it. Everything just unfolded as it was meant to because I was moving forward mentally. I wasn't stuck in that negative thought loop anymore. I was believing in what was possible based on some of those initial results. I just needed some runs on the board and I got them. And then I became totally focused on pursuing opportunities, knowing that I had something of value to offer rather than being frightened of speaking to anyone in case I couldn't figure out the words to describe what I was doing or in case I couldn't prove my results. 
This is such an important episode of this podcast. I want to say to you, yes, I know it takes courage and confidence for you to take those first steps into your new profession, into your new business. But once you get a couple of important wins on the board with the right people, it gives you the confidence to gain momentum and to keep going and to get traction and to continue taking action in the right direction. Your brain will switch from how will I ever do this to where do I go next? It's totally liberating. Of course, you will probably need support to face and work on your fears. They won't magically disappear, but they will diminish enough for you to get over that first hurdle. And you may probably need your own personal and or business coach. But please know this, as Henry Ford said, and it's a perfectly fitting quote, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're probably right. So to wrap up what we talked about today, we covered the difference between a fear-based versus a faith-based coaching business. One of those, the fear-based one, involves you getting bogged down in everything you can't possibly do or succeed in and it keeps you stuck there and unless things change you'll probably fail in your business and as a coach I hate to be blunt but it's the truth but if you commit to a more faith-based approach where you actively develop faith in your method and in your ability to succeed and you put your clients first and you find the right people it will flick the switch in your brain and reveal a positive path of traction, momentum and success. Today, I walked you through a simple plan to develop your own faith-based coaching business where you totally back yourself and your greatness. And it's through the model of a pilot program to test your ideas in a safe environment. So what are you waiting for? Go out and get started. And thanks for being here today. I look forward to seeing you next time.